Did you know you can watch this episode on YouTube? Search for Accounting Influencers Podcast. And remember to like and subscribe to learn even more from the best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. You're listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast. This is your access to world-class accounting leaders, global influencers and thought leaders. Discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world-class. Sponsored by Dext. Make the businesses you advise more productive, profitable and powerful with better data and insights. It's the Accounting Influencers Podcast once more with me, Rob Brown, with special guest today, Des O'Neill. Des, we've had you on the show before. You're a friend of our podcast. For people that haven't come across you, tell us a little bit about your world. I work with accountants predominantly in Ireland and the UK. And really, we want people to have more fulfilling, rewarding businesses. Um, For me, it's about potential. It's the potential that accountants and bookkeepers, the impact that they can have on their clients, But then it's also about realizing our own potential as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as firm owners, as professionals. So for the last 20 years, we have worked with accountants. We work from a technical perspective and helping them be compliant, keep up with their CPD through CPD store, all the technical stuff. But my personal interest and my personal drive is about helping accountants be the best possible people they can, helping firm owners have the biggest impact that they can for themselves, their team and their clients. That's brilliant. It's very aspirational. How receptive our accountants to a message like that because many that I've spoken to they are it is a grind it's a tough job there's long hours they've got chargeable hours and targets and everything to hit busy tax seasons everything else they don't often see the joy the satisfaction the fulfillment a lot of the things that you're talking about uh, you're 100% right Rob most people don't but there's so many firm owners I've met who, who are asking themselves the question is this it? Is, is this all there is to it? And, you know, particularly in the last four or five years, I, I've begun to work with firm owners to our, our Profit Pro program. And, you know, we had a retreat on last Thursday, Friday, and the firm owners that were in the room have seen the light, have experienced the change. When I met some of those people four or five years ago, they were on the treadmill. And they knew there was something missing. They knew there had to be more. There had to be an easier way. But now you listen, you use the word joy there, Rob. Some of them are finding joy in their business. Some of them have rekindled their passion. So I interact with accountants and bookkeepers and tax advisors every day. But when I see a group like that and the journey that they've come on over four or five years, which is really a journey into themselves, then it becomes less aspirational because I'm seeing it. I'm seeing people who have doubled their profitability. I'm seeing people who are taking 12 weeks holidays a year. I'm seeing people who have flexibility and freedom. I'm seeing people that have rekindled their passion for their businesses. And so, yeah, it sounds aspirational, but I suppose I'm seeing it in real life. So for me, it's, it's, it's there for anybody, no matter how stuck they feel right now, 
um, or where anybody is, it, it there's always an ability to change direction, to change the trajectory in the moment and get a better result. And Des, when we scoped out the show, you came up with the theme of never mind the guru. So I'm going to ask you to explain that in a moment, but let's just clarify one thing. A lot of things you're talking about relate to firm owners, those people that have the autonomy, the control, the power, the flexibility to dictate their own destiny. We have 40,000 listeners of this show in 150 countries, and many of them will struggle to relate to that, given that they're in employed positions, they work for somebody else. But is your message, what you've said so far, and everything you've got coming up, does it apply to all accountants, bookkeepers, everyone to dictate their own path? Look, I, I work predominantly with firm owners, okay? But for me, it's everybody can dictate their own path. And um, let's say somebody is in an employed position. If somebody's in an employed position, it doesn't diminish the autonomy they have to realize their potential. You know, if the position isn't working, well, what do I need to do to make it different? What do I need to do to make it work? And then unfortunately, if we've exhausted all those avenues, well, maybe we need to move. Why settle? Life is too short, Rob. Life is too short to not be motivated and passionate about what we're doing. It's a bit of a stretch, but it works for employed people as easily as, as as employers. Excellent. And I wanted to get that message of hope out there, Des, that although you work, as you said, predominantly with the owners of firms who are at the top, this is for everyone to shape their circumstances. And we've had a, a lot on the great resignation and that great recalibration and people looking at their lives, their working conditions and say, is this me? Is this it? So... With that backdrop, never mind the gurus. Talk to us about what that means, Des. As a skilled accounting profession, somebody who's gone through rigorous training, somebody who has broad experience, somebody sees how business works. There's a, there, there's a guru culture. And, and the guru culture is, well, somebody says this is how it should be done. And then, well, this is how I should do it. And, you know, oftentimes people are chasing rainbows. Now, uh, the people who are out there, who are the gurus, who are in the limelight, who are building the huge followings, okay, they are sharing their experience and their journey. But when you look at that person, that doesn't mean it, it has to be your journey. And, you know, we're all individual. We're all unique. It doesn't have to be complex. It can be simpler. And, and, and the bottom line here is, that we need to be ourselves because Rob, I can say to you, Rob, you should do this and you should do that. And you should do the other, but I'm Des O'Neill and you're Rob Brown. Rob Brown can look at anybody out there and take some lessons and learn from them. But ultimately Rob Brown and Des O'Neill and everybody who's listening to your podcast, they have to find their own way, their own path. Take on guides, take on guides who can bring you on that journey learn from everybody who we can learn from but we got to be ourselves and we've got to discern in all of the noise that is out there and the constant barrage what is the best next step for me the problem does and our show's called accounting influencers we run the accounting influencers roundtable it's the world's premier community of accounting influence is the word influence 
there are so many people out there claiming they have the answers. Their way is the right way. They are the way, the truth, and the life, as Jesus himself said. They've got the silver bullet. They've got the magic potion or formula. And they're very, very good, a lot of them, Des, at selling themselves and putting out a marketing message, which is really alluring. And accountants are as vulnerable as anyone in, in not being too discerning with the messages they pay attention to. So they end up following that guru, don't they? And going down a path that perhaps isn't authentic. Yeah, there's a, there's a huge difference between gurus and influencers. And within influencers, there's a huge difference between influencers and authentic influencers. And, you know, authentic influencers tend to share experiences, share pathways and share processes but they have either walked the walk themselves or they have helped people and seen people walking the walk. And there's other people out there who are, you know, let's let's go back to the wild, wild west, the snake oil salespeople. And, you know, and just because somebody is successful in the public domain and social media doesn't, doesn't make them a snake oil salesperson, but it's about differentiating. It's about differentiating the authenticity of the voice of the people that we are listening to and the voices of the people that we are exposing ourselves to. And so, yeah, influencers are people who create real authentic change. That's what an influencer is. And, and, and an influencer, some of them are mass influencers where they impact on thousands and thousands of people. Other people are smaller influencers. And um, so it's not always about following with the herd. It's not always about the next shiny object. It's not always about the silver bullet. Sometimes, you know, Rob, something you'll never hear from a, a, a real guru. A real guru will never tell you that something is easy and that you can just get it done in 21 days. You can't actually get it done. In a lot of the things that we're doing, while it may be simple in evolving our businesses and evolving ourselves, it, it's as much an inner journey as it is an outer journey. And it takes work and um, it takes consistency. It's not, you can't just click your fingers and like magic have an exponential result. Sometimes you got to put one foot in front of the other and gain momentum and make progress over time. You're not against the word guru or influencer in and of itself. Your message is more listen to the real deal. Uh, discern between the hot air, the likes, the follows, the hype if you like, and look at the true ones that have a great track record that are actually doing it, that speak with authority and are not just all about the the engagement, if you like. And, and your message is follow them and take something from them that works for you. Would that be right? It's about working for you. We can't give up. We can't give up our own autonomy. We're still in charge of our own destiny. When we listen to something, when we interact with people, we've got to listen to our gut. And we've got to say, okay, well, that person has said this. This person said that. I can see how that works. This person over here said that. Here's my true path. My true path is true. Take a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But this is me. We've, we've, got, to make it, we, we've got to make it our story. They tell a story which we can learn from, but we've got to follow our story and our path. So it's what you said, but it's also, it's about that authentic listening and listening to our gut reactions. Sometimes, you know, we get overexcited and somebody gets us excited, but deep down we know, come on, is this really the right thing for me? You've, you've got to be yourself. Everybody else is taken. There's in your writings and talks and you speak all over the world. 
You're a big believer in simplifying things. And it was Jack Welch, former CEO of General Electric, that said any idiot can make something more complex. Explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. And there are so many nine-step plans and 40 days to this and, and 18 steps to that. Tell us what simplifying things means. We're all familiar with the Pareto rule. What's the 20% effort to get the 80% result? After the Italian economist Vilfredo Pareto, it's famous, isn't it? The 80-20 rule. This is for us as individuals. This is for us as professionals. This is for us as business owners. This is for us as parents, spouses, partners, kids, community members. We've got to be clear on where we want to go. So the first thing to simplify is clarity. Be clear on where you want to go. If you're not clear on where you want to go, how are you possibly going to get there? And if you're not clear on where you want to go, how are you going to possibly lead anybody else? So we all need to get clear. What are we about? Who, who am I? One of the questions I asked in our retreat was, who am I? Who am I really when nobody else is looking? But Des, that's such a tough question, given we wear so many hats these days. You're, you're a father, you're a brother, you're a friend, you're a professional, you're a business owner. Uh all these things you are. So asking who am I, it's not a simple answer, is it? And we're so close to ourselves. It's difficult to get that objectivity. It's difficult for us to get that objectivity, but to simplify everything, we need to ask the question. We, we, we can't shy away from the question. We need to ask, who am I? What am I trying to achieve? Be because then what it comes about is like, it's about doing work that we enjoy that generates a profit, okay? That's, if you simplify it all down, life or business, career or business, what is the work that we can do that we can generate the lifestyle that we want and enjoy that work? And, and if you go further on that question, it, it's, it's about serving the client. It's about serving the business owner. And you can simplify everything, I believe, Rob, down into one question, right? Find out what people want, go and get it and give it to them. Now, that question absolutely works as business advisors. If we can find out what our clients want, go and get it and give it to them. We'll have happy clients, more, we'll have more profitable business. Our team members, find out what they want, go and get it and give it to them. Now, in both those cases, it has to be done within the parameters of operating a business that generates a profit, but then come outside a business relationships. If you can find out in a relationship what a person really wants, if we can go and get it and give it to them, that's what creates happiness. So the, the business of accounting can be very, very challenging, but it's about that clarity. Where do you want to go? What are your boundaries and parameters? And then it's about finding out from the people around us, well, what do you want? Go get it and give it to them because that's how we add value to the world. I agree with that. And the most important piece of the jigsaw when it comes to stakeholders for the accountant is their clients and, and the client service that they deliver, the, the client delight, the client experience. What does good client service look like to you, Des? Whether you call it customer service or client service, what does that look like? But you see, the core of customer service is that question I just asked. Find out what they want, go get it and give it to them. But the rest of it is, it's about taking charge in a relationship. It's about, it's about being clear on what the boundaries are and the boundaries aren't. And, um, you know, one of the difficulties we have with customers is when, when, when customers and clients, when, when, when they start to disrespect our boundaries 
So, do you know, is that their fault or is it our fault? Do you know, if you've got like, I don't know, dogs, cats, kids, if you don't set out boundaries and parameters, the dogs and cats will be in and they'll be on the couch and they'll be on the table and they'll be running riot. And the kids are the same. We have to enter into adult relationships, setting boundaries. And then for the customers, it's about communicating with them what those boundaries are and how we add the value. And 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 explain to them, well, this is this is they're not accountants, they're not bookkeepers, they're not tax advisors, they don't understand. We've got to communicate with them in terms that they can understand this is how our customer journey works. This is how we're going to provide you with good service. This is the parameters of the relationship. And then to go and meet and exceed those expectations by making consistent delivery. Look, Rob, there's a lot of charlatans out there (laughs) who are providing extremely poor service. The accountants who think like a five-star hotel or even the accountants and bookkeeping firms who think like four-star hotels where we provide a good, consistent level of service. Clients are easily pleased. People are easily pleased. It's about the transparency, the clarity, the communication, the consistency. Just be clear for me, Des, you're speaking on the one hand of asking clients what they want and many clients don't know what they want. As you say, they're not the accountant, they're not the advisor, they don't know how it works. So on the one hand, you're asking them what they want. And on the other hand, you're telling them how it works. These are the boundaries. These are the parameters. This is the service. This is what you get. And that is almost regardless of what they want. Have I read that wrong? No, no. So the client really doesn't know what they want. Okay. They know what they want in their world. And what we've got to do is we've got to communicate with them on their terms. And we've got to understand what is truly important to them. So, so we've got to we we've got to we've got to capture what that value is for them, and then we've got to translate that within our parameters and our service offerings. We've got to communicate with them how we're going to deliver that value. And um, but it is it's 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 like a, it's like a, it's like a, the the difference between a, a, a dog where the effort and attention has been put into training the dog at a young age. They know the rules of etiquette. They know the rules of engagement when they come into the house. Now, all the dog wants to do is do what they want to do. But to have a a symbiotic relationship that works, we explain what the rules of engagement are, but then we continually give and and give more to that that love pet. So it's about this blend of we've got to see a process that works and a system that works We've got to find the right people who can fit into this process and we've got to communicate with them and educate them about how our process will get a better result for them and give them what they truly want. Des, let's finish with talking about technology. You're very up on technology. You keep abreast of things. It it is an onslaught of digital revolution and transformation. What approach do you think firms should take in relation to technology and adapting, adopting it to the firm their situation you don't need to be on the bleeding edge you don't need to be on the cutting edge what you do need to do is you need to be open to what's happening you need to be open to where technology is going as we continually see there's no such thing as silver bullet solutions in terms of technology 
the apps that come out, they're all wonderful. They're all wonderful. They do wonderful things. They do amazing things. We've got to be open to the possibility that technology, it, it, it's, it's, like, it's like a team member who just gets smarter and smarter and smarter. So we've got to be open to the possibility there's technology out there who's smarter than us. But at the same time, we can't lose sight of the fundamentals. What do we need in our business? What way do we need our business to work? What results do we need to get? And to look at the technology that can help us deliver that. Like things are moving so fast now with AI. Um, we, had, uh, we, we had an AI session for two hours last Friday and we talked about bots and, and we talked about the usage of AI in accounting firms. Now, it was we, we got a bot demonstration. It was truly remarkable to see this bot come in and, and this particular bot was working with Dext and Zero, and to see it coming in and it automating the, the posting of the invoices and the allocation of the invoices and then to watch it allocating the payments and the receipts and identifying its exceptions. Truly remarkable. We've got to stay open to those possibilities. But we don't need to invent them and create them. We just need to keep the open mind, to keep our scanners out, to keep looking for the technology that's going to bring us to the next stage of the journey. And I believe we have a split audience, Rob. There are people who are being left behind because of fixed mindset thinking, who are not open to adapting to change, adapting to technology. And look, there's those people out there who have been left behind. But all you need to do is be in the leading pack. You don't need to be first in the race. You've, you've got to look at your processes, what do you need, and what's the best technology to implement that, continually keeping an open mind to what's happening in the marketplace. My work is to deliver the service to the clients. What is the technology that's going to best help me deliver that at this point in time? We don't need to be out in the future. We don't need to be AI experts. There's software companies who are the AI experts um, and they're developing the technology, the best practice. The, the biggest problem with technology for me at the moment, Rob, is under implementation. People that are paying for packages and apps, they're not getting the value out of and not to talk of adding more on top. This is very straight talking. Des, it will be a challenging message to many. We'll put the links to your OmniPro and CPD store into our show notes. But just final question for you. What would you say to our listeners and watchers who are thinking... This sounds great from Des, but I'm so head down, head in my own world. I don't have the time or the, the headspace to look up and really think and ask myself these questions, who am I? Because I'm too busy trying to hit deadlines and look after ever more demanding clients with increasing expectations. I don't have that luxury of doing what Des is asking me to do. You do. We all do. We all do. We're just not making it a priority. Is that the thing? No, it's not even that, Rob. Yes, we're making choices. Every time we say yes to a client and yes to a client and we're saying no to ourselves, it's a prioritization. But I'd even come back from that, Rob. I would say you start by creating a tiny chism of space. You start by creating just five minutes in a day. And if that's too much, you find five minutes in a week. And we just find five minutes in a week to give us headspace and to create the capacity to think. And if we can create the habit of five minutes a day over a period of time, well, then what we can do is we can go to 10 minutes a day. And if we can create the space of 10 minutes a day, well, now if we go 10 minutes a day, well, we've now we've almost found an hour a week. If we could get to 20 minutes a day over a period of a year, two years, 
The one thing that's for certain, if we keep doing what we've always done, we're going to keep getting what we've always gotten. The harsh part here, Rob, is wherever we are sitting, right here, right now, today, you, me, everybody who's listening, whether we're happy with where we are or not, we are the product of our past choices. If you want to get something different, we've got to make different choices. And nobody in this profession has loads of time to sit with their feet up on the desk. But when I look at some of our clients, they literally started with five minutes a week and now they've built a capacity. They're still busy, but they're transforming their businesses because they've built this habit of creating little bits of space and you can reinvest that time to create more time and more opportunity. Anybody can sit down for five minutes a day and journal out the first next step to improve their business, to create the space, to simplify, to, to you know, become a better leader, to become a better, a better, a better driver of our own lives and our own businesses. The message in chal is challenging, but it's also a message of hope. Des O'Neill, thank you so much for your passion and your insights today. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for having me on. You're listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast. Sponsored by Dext. Make the businesses you advise more productive, profitable and powerful with better data and insights.